everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is Season 3, Episode 17, the one without the ski trip. Hmm. No ski trip for you. You're going to lose something you didn't know you had. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so we are picking back up from last episode. Episode 16 was the one with the morning after, which I mm-hmm. mistakenly thought was just going to be all laugh tracks. And so funny, apparently, according to Ashley. <laughs> but then Renee reminded me um, that it was a hellscape. It was the morning after <laughs> um, Ross and Rachel... Uh, went on a break slash broke up slash thought they were being cheated on slash then actually cheated uh, and then (laughs) had good instincts but followed bad advice and calamity ensued. Great summary. Thank you. That's pretty much what happened. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, Before we start talking about this, have you ever gone on any ski trips? Several. None with you, though. No, we've never gone together, have we? No, we haven't. Um, I've been on a few. I've been to Colorado. And I've been to where we got stuck because of an avalanche. That was fun. Ooh. Um, With Kim and some of the guys from college. Shoop, shoop, shoop. Shoop, shoop, shoop. Oh, that was also the same trip that I'm... Well, as you guys know, I do a lot of embarrassing things. (laughs) I was going to ask you about this. I rode the, um, what do you call it? I rode the chair chairlift up. It was going real fast, though. And my friends that were with me, like, basically had to f- throw themselves out. It was going so fast. And I was like, nope. So I rode that bad boy all the way back down. And they were Did like. Did you get you- off at the bottom? I don't remember if I got off at the bottom or if I went back up. I eventually got off somehow, though, because I'm here, not on that chairlift. But did you actually ski that day? I did ski that day. I just don't know if I did that run. There were several, like, different hills to do. Um, When Phoebe says, I got too scared to jump off the lift, and I just went round and round. I was like, wait, I think Renee did that. Oh, yeah, I 100% (laughs) did. And with the whole way I was going down, I was being heckled by people that were like, especially like, you know, probably like 14-year-old boys, you're going the wrong way. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Just equally as mature. but um, 14-year-old ski boys are the worst. I know. Uh, I think that was also the same trip that I had to get burrito assisted oh, down. Which you were, I knew we were waiting for. I thought the burrito assist was in Pennsylvania. No, because I was with Kim. Okay. Must have been. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I was with Kim. I was. That was in Colorado. Um Pennsylvania was when I was 19 with my fellow 19-year-old cohort, Jonathan, and we were in and charge. you guys were like, We yeah, were the adults, yeah. quote unquote, to a bunch of like, four, well, like 13 to 16-year-olds. How we were the only adults I'll never understand. And like, what parent of a 13-year-old is like, Rich I ones. will send my Rich children... Ones. Oh, okay, right. Because it was like from Florida to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, sure. Did you guys all fly? Yeah, we flew. This was the second out-of-state trip we had taken their children on. So I guess they felt pretty comfortable at that point. The other one was oh to, gosh. we went to Tennessee and went and stayed in one of those big cabins that has like a oh, movie yeah. room. It was really fun. 
and we went to Dollywood. And no one came back pregnant on either of these trips? No one came back pregnant or even like made out. They were all really good kids. Aww. We were also really good kids and that's yeah, good because that's we were true. in charge of their kids. But we still, we are still friends. He also lives in Nashville. And we were talking about it the other day. We were like, how, how? Because he's got like a, how old is his oldest kid? Uh, she's 10. Oh, okay, so she's not yet thirteen. Because I was going to say not yet thirteen, like, but I guarantee you, never send her with a nineteen-year-old. No, there's no way. There is no way. I wouldn't have sent. I wouldn't send my kids. And I'm like, they're so lucky that we were responsible, right? And like upstanding citizens, but they didn't know for sure. Um, that was Pennsylvania. So I've been to Pennsylvania and Colorado, and then uh, Montana is where Matt grew up snowboarding in Big Sky. So I've been with him a few times. Oh, fun. And those trips were pretty much without incident, except for one time the actual temperature was negative mm. 40. Negative mm. 40 degrees before wind chill. And so Matt got a tiny bit of frostbite on his toe. Did it come right or does he still have like a dead It came toe? right. He is a little oh. bit – It's he said it's still – it always has felt a little bit weird since, but he still has sensation in it. So yeah. yeah, I remember that. I remember him saying he like proper had frostbite. That is yeah. nuts. And he grew up in North Dakota, so, like, he should be used to it. But anyway. He knows cold. Mm. But, yeah. So those are mostly my ski trips. I think those are the three places I've been. Mm, okay. Pretty much it. I pretty much suck at snowboarding. Matt got me a snowboard for Christmas a couple years ago, and we haven't gone since. So I'm really looking forward. Oh, um, sorry. I went once in Washington with a few girls. Oh, okay. That was fun, too. I'm like a – I really like to be on the easy ones. I will never be good at this. And then I fall a lot, get too confident, but you know, whatever. It's fun. I like snowboarding. Yeah. Yeah. What about your ski trips? Um, I first went in Colorado as well um, a few different times. I also then went with Kim. So we've both been snowboarding with Kim on separate trips um, in Tahoe. Ooh, pretty. Once, which was cool. Except I borrowed a board from one of their friends and she was goofy and I didn't want to like mess oh. up her setup. So I was like, her that's bindings. okay. I'll just go goofy. It, and I had only ever been snowboarding like two or three times before in my life. And I was, I was like getting the hang of it, but I certainly wasn't good. But I was like, oh, I can like, you know, use the chair. I can like get off the chair without falling. I can get down the mountain pretty, you know, uneventfully. Like this is okay. So I was like feeling like I was like getting ready to start to kind of like understand a little bit more. Um, and then I went goofy and it was horrible. And I basically oh, just no. fell down the blues and greens the whole day. Um, yeah, it wasn't horrible as in like, it wasn't like I didn't hurt myself and I wasn't like angry, but it is really frustrating to just keep yeah. falling down. So I should not have gone goofy. Well, and um, you get so worn out. Yeah. And you're like, you can Falling only dig yourself time, yeah. out of a snow, ba- a snow bank so many times. Yeah, totally. Um, and then where else have I gone? Um, I've been here in New Zealand uh, once. And um, Ben and I went last winter because we've got a ski field probably like three hours away from us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a good enough time. Like I had fun but um like all the beginner areas have those really annoying um poles where you have to like 
you know the ones that are like really easy if you're a if you ski you can kind of just like stand there and it like pushes you up the mountain but if you snowboard you have to like balance yourself super oh yeah there's no way like the t-bars and there's this one that's like this rope thing that hangs down and so all the beginner areas at this mountain have rope things and so it sucks because they're impossible if you're like you just basically put it between your legs if you're a skier and it pulls you and you do nothing but for snowboarding you can't do that it is so difficult and so that was really that was honestly harder than actually snowboarding um but Ben had so much fun because he used to go a lot when he was younger. He took to it like a fish in water. Um, and he was like really patient with me trying to teach me and like trying to teach me how to turn because I don't know how to. Um, mm. But then we went up on the chairlift and that was fine. But then going down the mountain, I was like super nervous the whole way down and basically just like 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 um going down with the brakes on no no I was like because there was a bunch of kids and there was it was like really narrow and there wasn't um like it was just kind of like a little bit of a snowbank and then it was Mm -hmm. like a cliff face and so I was just like I don't want to get anywhere near that and so um yeah and so I was just like I don't know. I was just really nervous. So I was kind of like going like snow, like skiing down with the brakes on the whole time. And I just was like, you know what? Um, that was in the morning. And then I was like, I'm going to go take a break. And then Ben went for one more run. Um, and then they shut it. They shut the lifts down because it was like so windy. Oh. Um, but we had fun. And they do this thing where they do season passes. And if you buy them at the very end of the current season for the next year, they're like a quarter of the price they normally cost. Nice. So we went ahead and bought one. Yeah, I would. I told Matt I would like to do some off-season snowboarding in the other hemisphere. That'd be fun. New Zealand. Yeah. Chile. Oh, Chile. Um, I know this is same season, but for all of you snowboard and ski heads out there, um, apparently the north of Japan, like Hokkaido. Yeah, I've heard really cool things about that. Everybody that I've talked to has said it is the best skiing they've ever done in their entire lives because the ski, the powder just comes down in buckets and it's like every day is beautiful blue with like, just like, like 30 feet of powder type thing they've said. And they just said it was amazing. So yeah. So for any of you who are really into it, I mean, that would be the same time of year as winter for you guys, but yeah, could be cool. Still be cool. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So let's jump into it. So before we even get to the skiing with all of these folks, um, they it opens up with like the guys are in the coffee shop and the girls come in and they're like, no, no, we're meeting Rachel here. You're supposed to meet Ross somewhere else. And it's just like, uh-oh, here it goes. Like they have to do the whole keeping them separate thing. Yeah. Um, and, and so it begins. And so it begins. And, like, do you remember when Joey was, like, saying, like, when um, Rachel first met Mark and Ross was acting all jealous and mm-hmm. they were like, you're not going to be able to handle it if she gets with Mark. You're going to be all, well, I can't go. Rachel and Mark are there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, exactly what's happening, just sans Mark. Um, it's true. So, yeah, so they're kind of arguing about it. And the one thing that, like, caught me was when they're in the coffee shop before Rachel or Ross get there and they're kind of arguing, um, they're like, they're like, well, 
I don't remember. They said something about like they, they're like, oh, can't they be in the same room? And they're like, oh, it was so terrible in their apartment the other day. They just started yelling at each other. And they're like, why is Ross yelling at Rachel? He's the one who cheated. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, he thinks she should have forgiven him by now. <laughs> Shock and awe. How long do we think like max it's been a week? I think I think we can assume it's been exactly a week. I feel like with this kind of stuff, they usually do it in pretty in, real like, real time. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, so. even if we're generous and say it's two, which I doubt. Even if it's been a month, you don't get to dictate somebody else's forgiveness right. timeline. <laughs> but here we I are guess, like, once again at the mercy at the behest of Ross. I guess yeah. like. If it was one of those things where she was like, okay, I'll forgive you, and then they're back together, and then she keeps bringing it up, then, like, yeah, that's – then you can kind of be like, hey, you said you forgave me. Like, you can't lord this over me the rest of my life type thing. Yeah, totally. Um, You can still be hurt. You know what I mean? Like, you can't tell somebody when their hurt's supposed to be over. But, like, if somebody says they're going to forgive you, then they can't just hold something over you forever. But, like, her – like – them her saying no that's it it's over you forced me to make a decision and my decision is no and then him to be mad a week later that she hasn't forgiven him like yeah he's he's way out of line yeah and i I don't often say that for us but he actually i don't it's not that i don't often say that it's that i think he has he's his he's his emotions are very there's like peaks right like when he's happy he's very happy when he's mad he's very mad when he's passionate he's very passionate and so it's like so yeah sometimes he just does this and this is one of those ones where he's just gone way out of line um and so then rachel walks in and the girls are trying to like rush her out of there and they're like she's like no i want to grab a coffee and they're like oh i know this great place it's really close and she's like closer than here here (laughs) yeah and um I feel like the rest of the group, not that this is their burden, but like kind of should have figured out like, okay, well, you know, the coffee shop is a place that we hang out all the time. So how do we like avoid each other there? Um, And I've like known not to always choose that as the meeting spot. Um, Yeah. Although I guess they didn't know exactly what time they're going to be doing stuff. But then Ross walks in and they're both just standing there like awkwardly, silently. And Phoebe totally does her go-to. <clears throat> Rachel, I'm really sorry. <clears throat> That's okay, Ross. I forgive you. <laughs> Did anyone hear that? Did anybody else hear that? I know. Just totally the pigeon trick. Coo. Yeah. Coo. The pretty lady. Coo. Coo. Sorry. So, um, yeah, so we can pretty much, you know, what's to come is just like this awkward. And so then um, in the next scene, like Rachel comes in. And is like, hey guys, let's go out this weekend. Um, I got tickets to the lawn- the Calvin Klein lingerie show or whatever it is. Yep. And they're like, sorry, we're going over to Ross's. He already invited us over. He got a new home theater. Did they theater. say he got a new- oh, that's what it is. I was like, a new DVD. So he's like, he got a new home theater set up. And he calls it like laser disc. So is yeah, this like those were a when thing. Blu-ray came out or is this pre-Blu-ray? So it's pre-DVD. Oh. I believe. So there, it's like... It's 1997. Yeah. I don't think there were DVDs in 1997, were there? Oh, I thought DVDs were in the late 80s, early 90s. No, I think it was the late 90s. My first DVD I ever watched was on a computer because it had a CD-ROM. 
and it was cruel intentions at Angelie's house. Okay, so I just did seventh or eighth grade investigative googling. DVDs came out in 1996. Okay, but they weren't widespread. So they existed. No, definitely not. But so maybe he did like spring for the coolest, newest technology. And also uh, a Laserdisc, I believe, is just a DVD. <laughs> that's what I was wondering. Like, is that? Okay, so it's not like a fancy. It's no. That's just what, that's how they explained what DVDs there were. Is, they were Laserdiscs. Okay, so I don't, I don't remember what it's called. Matt knows. I can quiz him later. Only because we went to a neighborhood estate sale and um, it they were there. Sorry, I'll back up. They We went to this neighborhood estate sale and the guy had this entire wall of like not DVDs, but something else. And they he had like tons of them. And I only can assume he is either like in the movie business of some kind or just a huge movie fan, but he had all these non-DVDs instead they were like of DVDs. DVD circles? They were like mini-DVDs. Oh, okay. Like a mini-disc. Yeah. And they were movies not... They were definitely movies. Like CDs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. How funny, like, that's, some, that's the thing is like, but bef- after... So after records, but before tapes there were eight tracks Mm -hmm. which like weren't around for very long and then there were tapes that were around for a long time and then there were cds that were around for like a decent enough ish time and now there's like mp3s right and so everything's like gone digital um and like streaming and stuff but i think like and so this thing with you know there were vhs tapes and there there probably have been other iterations of like vhs tape and in between and I remember the little mini tapes because, like, my mom used to bring a giant camcorder to Disney yeah. to film us on our holidays for home I videos. I think those only existed in that, though. And you could only they did. run that, like, they did. through your you VCR. Had to, yeah, you had to, like, put it into, like, a um, converter thing. And then you could watch it, like, through the yeah. converter. But those I'm saying, like, plugs. there's all of – oh, yeah, the red, the red, yellow. Red, yellow, white. Red, yellow, white, yeah. Um, I'm just saying, though, that, like – it would be difficult to know what type of tech is going to stick and yeah. what is like about to be eclipsed by something else. Like the eight yeah. track, like, you know, that could have been around for 20 years, but for some reason, cassette tapes eclipsed it or like, yeah. de- you know, whatever thing you're talking about that was all over this dude's wall. Like he could have start coll- yeah. started collecting them thinking like, this is going to be the next big thing. And then like right away, it's eclipsed by laser discs, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that was even like those Sony mini disc player things. Like yeah. for music. And then it Do was like, remember? well, now we have iPods, so you don't need a mini bit mini disc. Yeah. Do you remember when um like I think it was like Burger King was giving those out as part of the um like a happy meal? Happy meal yeah, the kids' meals. You got like a Britney Spears single on like yes. a mini disc or like a Backstreet Boys single on a mini disc. They were really trying st- to push it. They well because Sony was all their record label. <laughs> Oh, right. That is so All funny. in bed together. Owned all of them. Um, yeah, it is kind of crazy. There's a interesting story about that. If you watch, I can't remember the name of it. Ben's been trying to get me to watch it. but The it's, Lou Pearlman um, guy? No, 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 no. But it's a similar idea. I know Lou, Lou Pearlman was like all of the um, boy bands. But no, it's the Dr. Dre one 
Um, it's oh. Dr. Dre and this like white dude, and I can't remember his name. Eminem. No, like a like a old white dude, who's not a musician. Oh. He's like a he's like a music executive. Um, but they basically were just like, we're gonna get every up and coming hot act onto like this record label and so it was like it what like Eminem was on the label um Gwen Stefani um Marilyn Manson like all of these people that you would be like no way like there's no way they would all be like friends and hang out like they were all on like the same label and essentially so like I don't know it was just crazy because I was just thinking like you know remember middle school when it was like the Eminem fans would have never hung out with like the maybe an Eminem is a bad example because he was like pop pretty much but like the Dr. Mm-hmm. Dre fans versus the Marilyn Manson fans versus like no doubt like those were just such distinct groups and I feel like it created and like you're, you know you're, how you aligned yourself like created mm-hmm. animosity amongst other people but then so if it, you look back like they're all at the same cocktail party hanging out yeah. and counting cash you know so when you think about the lyrics of forgot about Dre um, I feel like that's maybe what they're talking about you know? Oh yeah, when he's just like, I'll have one more, forget it, you can have it. Like, yeah, yeah. maybe that's or when like he... basically saying like, oh, you think I sold out? All that kind of stuff. Ah, uh, maybe yeah. that's what it's about. Yeah, I ha- I can't remember what it's called, and I haven't watched it. But um... is his name James Lovine? Jimmy Lovine? I have Jimmy. Yes, yes, yes. Jimmy, Jimmy something. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. What's do you know what the name of the movie is or the documentary? No, but they are linked together. And he also, him and Dr. Dre are the ones that founded Beats. He was with him for that. Yes, yes. Okay, so look, I'll find that I'll find bot. the name of that movie and I will put it on our Instagram. He dated Stevie Nicks for a year. Jimmy whatever? Jimmy, I, I thought it was Lovine, but now that I clicked on it, it's, it's actually an I. Iovine or something. Okay. Um, well, this is not a podcast de- dedicated to Jimmy, so you guys can it's look not. up your own facts. It's, um, it's dedicated to 50 Cent. But um, it's dedicated. <laughs> of course it is. Obviously, since season one. But yeah, I'll, I'll post that one. But um, I just, anyway, all to say, very interesting. Like, you know, we all, maybe not so much anymore. I don't know. We're also not teens anymore, but like, you align yourself Speak for yourself. so much. And you're, huh? Speak for yourself. Oh, sorry. Some of us are not like, you know, hanging your identities so much on like the type of music that you listen to and like letting it affect how you talk and how you act and the clothes you wear and what you think is cool and not cool. Like as much as we want to say like, oh, we weren't that obvious. Like, yeah, I think we are. Marketing dollars work. Otherwise people wouldn't, you know, do it. Um, But then, yeah, when you like look up the chain, it's all the same guy making money off of all of it. Oh, yeah. Just crazy. Yeah, there's quite a list of his his people here. Hmm. The boss, Tom Petty, you two pretenders. Oh, he's been doing this forever then. Oh yeah. John Legend. John Lennon. Not John Legend. <laughs> Probably and also John Legend, maybe. Pretenders, you two, Lady Gaga, Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was gonna say it was Katie Perry, but I think maybe it was Lady Gaga. Iggy Azalea. Anyway. Oh god. Oh god. Could have done without. Yeah, anyway. Same. Back to Friends? Is that Back we? to Friends. And 50 Cent. We love you, 50. Oh, really? No. I'm saying back oh. to 50 Back to oh, our loyalty. Friends and Talking 50 about Cent. 50 Cent. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry. No, no, no. They weren't, they weren't associated. Okay. So 
Anyway, uh, mini discs, right. So Ross's laser disc marathon. Um, and so, yeah, so Rachel's like, no, it's okay. Those, those are the rules. Like he asked first. So you go, you know, you guys go hang out with him. That's okay. And then she like rushes back in and she's like, I've got my sister on the phone. She said we can borrow her cabin and go skiing. Are you guys free next weekend? And they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. And like, I don't blame Rachel for doing this because I know she just wants to spend time with her friends, but it it's starting to just feel like this petty, like, you know, who, like, who's going to spend more time? And yeah, I think they're both, I think they're other. both being petty about it. They are like, and it didn't start out petty and it really does come from the need of like, they just need friends. But I was wondering like, what could have been better? Like, should the, should the girls have hung out with Rachel and the guys hung out with Ross exclusively for a little while? I, I don't actually know if there's any way to do this other than just to do it for a little while. I think it's just the nature of the beast. Like, even if it's not petty, there's going to be things that one of them gets invited to and the other one isn't, you know, for a little bit. Yeah. Until they decide they can be in the same room, which is what we get to later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's not the guy, the, the, the rest of the gang is obviously not having fun because they are having to be like, oh, sorry, we're going to be at the place you can't be because we're going to be with Ross. Like, Yeah, and I guess it they're started They're stuck out... in the middle. It's like divorced yeah. parents, you know? Exactly. Well, yeah. I feel like it started out just being like, it's not that we, like, it started out with just being like the two of them not being able to be around each other, or, like proving mm-hmm. that they couldn't. And then yeah. it turns into like, well, you're not invited, you know? So it kind of goes yeah. from like hurt and like in like a I'm sad way to hurt into like I'm excluded way, which is, um, yeah, probably makes it worse. Right. Um, yeah. So astutely, um, Chandler also points out, this is just like when my parents got divorced and it is where like each of the parents is trying to one up the other one and like fight for their time and they're being petty. And it's like the kids in the middle are just the pawns. And it's like you're a- you're being asked to kind of like side with one almost. Like who are you having more fun with, you know? Yeah. Um, and you're just being tossed around in between. Yeah. It's no fun. I am not envious of this. I don't really feel like I've had this happen to me. And I'm thankful. Like I don't mm. feel like I've had a friend that I was close with, both friends enough that it was like – a divorce and also my parents aren't divorced so I didn't have yeah. to deal with that either which is really nice yeah my um, parents aren't divorced either and whenever I've been around like f- couples who have got divorced well you know I have had this happen before not this bad um but I don't feel like I handled it well you know what I mean because it's oh. like you don't know what to do and so I think no. I kind of just like I it was never like See, this case, like, they're all so, so, so close that this would mm-hmm. be, like, if you and I lived in the same place, you know? Right, right. But it's happened before with other friends who I was close with, but I think I just, like, didn't know what to do, and so I just kind of withdrew, and I don't, like, I feel bad that that's what I did because I don't think that's the right thing. Um, well, but if people are making, sometimes when people are making you choose, your choice has to be neither, yeah, yeah, or like even if they weren't necessarily making me and I just didn't know what to do because I didn't want to uh, like align myself with one yeah. or the other and I didn't want to be in the middle. Yep. I just kind Sometimes of Sometimes you just out. have to. I guess because you would just like, I kind of was thinking like, oh, well, they'll reach out if they want. But I also think when you're being really like when you're really, really hurt, you don't necessarily reach out. Yeah. So yeah, I would have liked to have handled it differently. But um, yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. think that they have that option here. I mean, unless they're, they're going to be no. like, okay, well, we're not going to hang out with the two of you until you can figure it 
figured out, which obviously isn't going to happen. So I think it's just going to be a while of everybody doing something with Ross or everybody doing something with Rachel or just guys or just girls, you know, yeah. like, or maybe they like... just need to spend more one-on-one time with people. But yeah. they're all such a groupy group, you know, it's not yeah. a really one-on-one kind of thing. I do feel like they could have done some more guy stuff, girl stuff for a little bit. Like, yeah. oh, like, like, oh, Rach, we'll come with you to the, like, the um, lingerie show or, like, you know, we'll come skiing with you and let the guys, let the guys hang out with Ross and keep him company. Like, they probably could have done that and still found time to hang out with each other. But, yeah, it's, it is unfair to ask them. Yeah. And it's just new territory, that. you know. And I think there's probably part of you that's, like, in a regular day-to-day, does she really care? Does Rachel really care that much about hanging out with Joey and Chandler all that often? Probably not. Right. But she's sad and lonely and hurt and reeling from the whole yeah. thing. So yeah. I think there's probably something in you that's like, well, I want to hang out with everybody all the time. I want things to be quote-unquote normal, even though this isn't normal at all. Right. Um, there's that force to like make things be normal. And I think that that's part of the like overgroup hangout stuff because I feel like yeah. they do normally do a lot more like just guys just girls yeah I think you're right and so, so. it does kind of propel it into a bit of like a yeah. turf war almost yeah totally um so it's very difficult and this forces our sweet friend Chandler to start smoking again yep 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 like a chimney which you made a very very poignant comment <laughs> that he owes one. Phoebe $7,000. Remind us what that's about. Yes. So Chandler starts smoking in season one in The One with the Thumb. And we learn in season one in The One with the Thumb that he had smoked before and then he had taken a lot to quit, but he picked back up again. And Phoebe gets paid $7,000 for the thumb in her cola drink. And she does not want this money. She, it feels tainted to her and very, you know, un to keep money that she didn't earn. And so she decides to pay Chandler $7,000 to quit smoking. And if she said, I'll pay you $7,000 if you never smoke again. And he says he won't. And he stops smoking then. But guess what? It is season three, episode 17, and he be smoking again. So pay up, Chandler. So Chandler owes... Phoebe, $7,000. Yeah. Are you writing that down? Well, I was just thinking that Matthew Perry is on Instagram now, so maybe we should remind him. He is on Instagram now. Okay, yeah, we definitely should remind him. Because honestly, if we're talking like amounts of times he starts smoking again, he owes her more money because he also smokes when Rachel smokes and with Smokes a Lot Lady and in Tulsa. I don't think it's for every cigarette you owe me this money back. I think it's just if you never smoke again – and then he broke it, so he owes her yeah. seven thousand one time. That's I, if true. I was Chandler, that's what I would say. Yeah, I think that's fair. But I also think he restarts smoking several times. So he does, or he he can't yeah. even argue that. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to do it this time. It will never happen again. Even if we're giving him this as a free pass, he does it again. Yeah, I agree. No so, free passes. Nice. No try, free Chandler. passes. Seven <laughs> seven big ones. <laughs> seven thousand big ones. Ching. So um, he starts smoking, and yep, that's that. Um, <laughs> so right, okay. So the the whole group um, goes. So yeah, I was just trying to remember what happened, but it's like a little out of order because it's like Rachel asks them about the ski trip for next week, and so then this week when they're at 
um, Ross's house for the laser disc show. Um, he's like, oh, well, why don't we have this like laser disc marathon and play on my new dartboard? And they're like, yeah, let's do that next weekend. And he's like, no, guys, like, let's do it this weekend. And they're like, we're actually going skiing this weekend with Rachel. And then he goes, oh, okay, no, that's fine. You can just leave me alone on my first weekend all by myself. Which I wanted to be like, "Mm, that you brought upon yourself because you cheated on your girlfriend. And like, she backed off when you had plans with them, you know, tonight. So it's just part of the deal, bro. I just, you know, I feel bad for both of them having to like be lonely because their friends have all have plans. But like, it just kind of is part of the thing. And yeah, he brought it on himself. Yeah. Like I'm, again, like we had that whole debate last episode and I, I do think he thought, you know, they were broken up and I do think he thought he lost Rachel. I don't think it was right for him to immediately go sleep with somebody, but it wasn't like he maliciously and intentionally went out to do that um but i do also think like don't sit there and have a pity party yeah because you did bring it on yourself like she's mad because of your actions so yeah um but but yeah but then they're like oh it's okay like i'll stay no i'll stay and then monica's like he's my brother and he's like a pity stay and so like he is (laughs) pitying himself but then gets mad that she wants to pity stay She's like, yeah. we can make fudge, which I've always thought it like sounded, I don't know. I don't like fudge. No, it's too rich. Sugary? It's just sugar. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, and so he's like, no, don't worry about it. Just go. Um, and so they decide to go on their ski trip. And um, Ra- uh, Chandler wants to smoke. But Phoebe's like, you can't smoke in my grandmother's cab. So she's driving them up there in the grandmother's cab. And so um, and so they pull over at a very sketchy looking rust area. Yeah. Doesn't it look like dirty and abandoned? Yeah. It probably Maybe is because it's like just up in the middle of nowhere. New York. Yeah. I mean, New it kind of is. Once you get out of the city, there are some really cute little towns, but they're really spread out. They're like little villages. Right. So it's just some random roadside mm-hmm. sketchy. It doesn't help that the cab is really crusty. And they're going too. and they're going to the mountains, so they're probably on some like state road instead of like a highway, right? You know. Mm. And so um, they accidentally lock themselves out of the car while it's running, yeah. and the keys are classic, inside. classic. And of course, the windows are all rolled up because it's winter. So mm-hmm. right, so they're stuck out there. Joey. Wait, have you ever done this before? Locked myself out of my car? While it was running. Oh, no. I've have only you ever locked, locked yourself out of your car? I've locked myself out of my car one time in my entire life, and I pride myself on the fact that I don't lock myself out of my car. So I think once I was getting something out of the trunk, and I set uh-huh. my keys down because it was really big yep. and, like, needed two hands, and then I just, like, you know, by, like, habit, closed the trunk with my elbow or something – and I think I was like at a Publix grocery store parking lot. And I think like my dad or my mom had to come bring me a spare set of keys. But that is the only time in my life I've ever done it. What That's really you? funny. I've only done it once. It was not running. It was the exact same thing. I locked him in the trunk. And it was at a Target. And it was like four years ago. <laughs> and it was pouring rain. So I was trying to get the trunk shut fast because I can't remember what I had. But I was like trying not to get it wet. Mm-hmm. 
and I shut it. And also my phone was in there, my whole oh, purse, no. the whole enchilada. And luckily I went into Target and they, one of the nice kids at the counter let me use their phone to call Matt. And Matt was like, there's a spare key underneath your bumper. And I was like, oh, great. Oh, that's nice. But then you had to go find that in the rain. I had to go lay down on the ground in the rain oh. with, once again, one of the nice kids from Target using his phone as, as a flashlight. As a flashlight. It was Aww. really sweet. He was like sweet little 17-year-old helping me. And that, But now he knows how to steal your car. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if he ever finds me again. Oh, that was really nice. Um, yeah, it was. But yeah, that's the only time I've locked myself out of my car, too. It's nice that cars nowadays are smart enough to know, like, if the keys are in the like they can't lock they won't lock themselves if the keys are yeah. in Yeah, well, you know what's funny is that when I used the like clicker to my car, it wouldn't let me open the trunk without the door being open. Mhm. As I think a safety mechanism to prevent what happened. So I'd never really had to worry about it that before, but the clicker the like door and the clicker stopped communicating. Though the clicker oh. works, but the door like doesn't work with the clicker anymore. It's kind of a long story. <laughs> It was going to be like $800 to replace yeah, the entire inside not of the door. That. It's not worth it. I can use a key like a normal person. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I'd never or really I suppose, like, like keyless entry now also would solve that problem. Well, you if I got a new car, yeah. Keypad. Oh, I don't mean for you. I mean keys now or cars nowadays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most people you don't even like if your if your key is near like your near, car, it unlocks. Yeah. So it yeah. wouldn't lock inside, which is just nuts. It's also how my friend's car got stolen. I was about to say, that's good, but yeah. then if somebody found your key, they could just go walking around the parking lot until they get close enough, and they'd know what type of car it is because it's on the key. Yep. yep. Well, 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 well. Yeah, her car got stolen by teenagers. Probably that nice 17-year-old. Probably that same one. No, <laughs> he was only too the nice. one. In- <laughs> it's only the one. It's the only one in Nashville. Alex from Target, we see you. <laughs> um... Yeah, so they get locked out, and um, Joey has a very smart MacGyver idea to use. He's like, "Do you have a coat hanger?" And then Chandler, honestly, is I know obnoxious. some of his jokes. It's like, "Shut up, Chandler." Some of them are funny, but yeah, some of them are. And I guess it is kind of more like how he was in the first season. Do you yeah. remember how he said that he yeah. used to be like a mean girl? Yeah. Like, it wasn't just, like, a funny joke. It was always, like, a sarcastic comment at the so expense snarky. of the person who yes. said it. To just yes. to be like, well, that was a stupid comment. You know, it was like, that was kind of, yeah. like, his attitude towards everything. So um, so then Joey uses the underwire from one of the girls' bras. And I yep. like how they're arguing. He's like, whoever has the biggest boobs will have the biggest bra and therefore the most wire. And they're like, these little non-breasts? Oh, no, definitely. Rachel has the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Phoebe sacrifices her bra, even though I feel like she's already sacrificed a lot because she's the one driving them all. Anyway. I do I guess feel like Rachel's she has the biggest morning. boobs, though. Yeah, I think she does, too. Um, at least in these early seasons. I don't know what type of augmentation other people got later. But, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think Phoebe has the biggest. Um, and so... Oh, they cut this out of mine when she pulls her bra out and they go, ooh, that's fancy. Were you planning on meeting someone up here? <laughs> that little bit's cut out. Um, yeah. I just remembered that. And yeah, and so Joey gets the car open and they're all like, yay, great, perfect. And so then they get in the car, they go to back out and leave and it makes a weird noise and dies. And she's like, oh no, it's done this before. And Rachel's like, oh good, so you can fix it. And she goes, yep 
put more gas in it. <laughs> yep. Oh, Ugh. man. Um, so now they're fully stranded and they have no idea where they are. And AAA won't come pick them up because they won't just send somebody up and down each state highway looking at every rest stop. Um, so they call Ross. Wait, Although I don't- Ash. What? Ashley, this what? is the time to tell our story. <laughs> About oh, running, which, almost, oh. almost running out of gas and calling AAA. <laughs> it's oh pretty much gosh, the same. Right, it is. Okay. Did we figure this out on an episode? Because we, we talked no. about this recently, but was it just it in was our in normal Hawaii. everyday lives? It oh, was in okay. our normal lives. Well, in our normal Hawaii everyday lives. Oh, right. Those. Okay. Do you want to tell it? Well, sure. Uh, we were in college in Florida and we lived we grew up on the west coast of Florida and we went to college on the east coast of Florida and if you look at them on a map you could basically draw a straight line across the state and that's how you got to and from home to college so we were going home and I don't I don't think it was summer or anything I think it was just like for the weekend or something I thought it was summer but we would have had so much stuff and you would have had your car no, no. Oh, sorry. No, I don't think we were moving home. I think we had gone over to like some of our friends stayed in our college town over summer and they were oh, doing we were something just fun that weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. I meant like we weren't moving home for the summer. Sorry. No, no. We were just yeah. like visiting our friends over one weekend. Yeah. But for some reason, if you imagine Florida like an upside down L. To turn to your hand. Put your hand. You turn like, your hand. Yeah. Put the face thumb your at the palm top. To yourself. Do the Michigan thing and then flip it upside down. Flip it upside down. Yeah, exactly. And instead of being like going across the middle, basically, we had to go down the East Coast and across the bottom through Alligator Alley. I think we had to go across Alligator Alley. Yeah. Yeah, that was the plan, and then go up to where we were from because we had to go south of where we went to school, like to Miami or something. I don't know to pick something up. From somebody. I can't really remember all the details. Ashley just reminded me that I still don't fully remember. I was mad at her for some reason. You don't remember remember. why either, though? I do. Um, You do? Oh. I had just started dating somebody back in our hometown. So then it wouldn't have been... I wasn't dating him in college. You were for a little bit. Ah, okay. Um, And so I had been... I was dating somebody and we went on this weekend trip to our college town to visit some friends. But then like the guy I was in like a new relationship with or whatever, um, the guy I liked was like, hey, we're doing something tonight. And I was like, okay, yeah, we'll come back for it. And so I'm pretty sure we had like, I had told you that this thing was happening and it was like, oh, okay. But then when we were at our friend's house in our college town, they wanted to keep hanging out. And I think oh, and I didn't you, want to. you didn't want, no, no, no. You wanted to stay in the college town and you wanted to like keep hanging out there. But I was like, no, we got to get home because I told this guy we were going to join them for this other thing. So like you wanted to stay on the East Coast and I wanted to mm. get back to the West Coast to go hang out with the guy that I liked. Gotcha. Not just the two of us. Like it was like a group thing. Right. But I remember right. like y- you wanted to do whatever was going on. And so you were mad at me and your sister called and you were on the phone with her and you were ignoring me <laughs> because I remember being like, Okay, we're in the car together, and you were just on the phone for, like, a long time talking to your sister. Sorry. I'm still very angry about it. No, I'm not. I know. I I already apologized. I know she did. I'm not mad about it. I'm just remembering the details. Yeah. I don't remember any of that, but I 
It totally makes sense. You were sense. blind with rage, Ross. Apparently. Um, we'll, we'll say so, I was annoyed at you. Yeah, you were annoyed. And like you, you weren't like hiding it. And fair enough. Like if you guys know Renee, like she – like your FOMO was probably at its peak yeah. back then. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like Renee would like – if she got a phone call and was already in bed asleep and somebody called and was like, hey, we're all hanging out, she would like get up and get dressed and go hang out. And so I think you were just really, really bummed to not be hanging out with our like the college friends. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. But so so you were driving and you were on the phone with your sister and there was a sign that had said something about like last gas station for XYZ miles. And I don't yeah, think you so, saw it because you were on the phone and you weren't like. No, I know what happened. We didn't actually get to that sign. So if you don't know anything about Alligator Alley, which why would you unless you lived in Florida, but it's the it's Interstate 75 goes across, but it goes through the Everglades and there's I mean literally nothing but wildlife. It's swamp. like there's nothing. It's swamp. Yeah. And you think, a oh, highway. No, there has to be a, a a gas station at some point. No, there's some sign that says it's like 57 miles until the next gas station. It's not joking. It's really far. So you need to be prepared. Well, we, when we left Miami or wherever we were picking something up, I was already on a low fuel light, but I wanted to get on the interstate and get going rather than like driving around town. Yeah, like farting around in Miami yeah. trying to find a gas station. So my car gets on the low fuel light. It, it has like two and a half gallons left. So the and low Renee fuel knows light this because she's running out of gas this. before in that car. <laughs> well, the one time I ran out was very sad because I was poor and they didn't right. pay me my money. But you, but you knew exactly how long you had until the last I knew how long I had, yeah. To empty. And to this day, I, I, I will tell you right now, I still do not fill up my gas tank until I know it's time. I just know. I have a connection with this car. That's why I don't get rid of it. I just know what it needs. Don't don't at me. <laughs> um, But we were on the low fuel light, but I knew we had time, but I wanted to get gas before we hit that sign saying last exit before oh it's last exit before toll and last exit before 57 miles or whatever it is of no gas stations so we got off on highway 27 which goes up the middle of the state because i thought well for sure highway 27 that's right will have something gas related on it because it has all these little towns kind of peppered along it and i think okay we'll drive five minutes or so there will be a gas station it'll be great there's not gonna be any other gas station so we'll just do this so we get on the the highway we get off on the state road and we're driving for a while and after a little while now mind you this is either 2005 or 2006 so we do not have smartphones we have cell phones but they make calls and they send some texts yes Um, 30 texts a month 30 texts a month. I think I had 100 texts a month at that point. Ooh. Really getting fancy. Um, but we we are driving, and I don't know at what point we realize, like, we've been driving a bit, and there's no gas station. So Ashley calls AAA because we're trying to figure out if they can tell us where there's a gas station somewhere on State Road 27. And they're useless and they can't because we don't know where we are. Somewhere between Sugarcane and the swamp. Yeah, I was like, we turned off of Alligator Alley like 25 minutes ago and we're yeah. heading north. Yeah. <laughs> At our yeah. traveling speed Any guesses? 50 miles per hour. When and are we going to collide? We, after we drove for a solid 
30 or 40 minutes, I started to get worried because we had already been driving on a little fuel light for like 30 minutes or so. And I was like, okay, this is going to get bad. We were going to like approach, you know, an hour and a half on a low fuel light. I think we've got an, I know we have an hour, but I just don't know how much further than that we have. So we like turn off the radio. We turn off the air. We roll the windows down. We're driving at 55 miles an hour because we heard that's optimal for gas mileage. (laughs) And we're just like, what are we going to do? And it's I also like also, June in Florida. It's a thousand yeah, degrees. It's dying. And I remember being on the phone with AAA and yes. being like, okay, well, sorry. And I was like, are, can't you stay on the phone with us? Like, yeah, seriously. And we're going like, to need you to pick uh, us up. No. Yeah, and I was like, stay on the phone with me till I find it. And she's like, no, we have other calls. Yeah. So we are driving and we are sweating, not only because we're extremely nervous, but because we don't have the air on. And... We finally, I mean, we drove for over an hour on this state road and we finally get to a gas station and we pull in. I have a 13, sorry, I have a 12 gallon gas tank. Normally my low fuel light comes on around 10.5 or so. So I have like a gallon and a half, which in my car, you can get like 30 to 40 miles Mm -hmm. on a gallon. So we get to the gas station and we fill up. And Ashley, do you remember how many gallons it filled up? No, on a 12 but I'm gallon sure tank. you do. 13.1. How? I Because there's always a reserve tank. Oh. So I think I had maybe how I would have more than a one gallon reserve tank, I don't know. And Matt thinks I have a one gallon reserve tank. So I think it was just like tip top. I think we literally rolled in on fumes and there was no way we would have made it another five miles. <laughs> and thankfully my car is really good on gas. And so we yeah. made it. Um. Which, but what's imagine funny, if we, oh yeah, go ahead. No, what's good? What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, imagine if we hadn't made it and we had run out of gas, we'd already been arguing. Our friendship might have taken a real hit. We would have been okay. I mean, obviously, but yeah, I that think could have been like a time, memorable bad fight. I don't think we were met. I think, I don't think I was annoyed anymore once we got into the gas situation because we were, I remember us like laughing. Well, I'm glad and you're like, over it. God, 2020, and I still remember. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it being like a stressful thing, but we weren't stressed at each other. We were like, I think I, I remember felt it bad being funny. because I think you were stressed, but I was like, she's probably like, you were already annoyed at me, and then now you were stressed. So I was like, I think I was feeling bad that it was like, oh, she's probably yeah. even more stressed because she's annoyed. But clearly, like, no. your mind went from one to the other. I remember it being like. Definitely stressful, but, like, how is this even – how are we still driving? Like, the, like – Right. It's comical. I don't know how this is happening. Um, so did we still did, – did we end up hanging out with that guy that I liked that night? Did we even make our I, plans? Who girl, knows? I don't remember any of that. Yeah, and I think – are you talking about MG? Yeah. Or Baby JJ? I was thinking MG. No, because I never – we never hung out in a group. I think it was MG, and it was, like, the whole – like there was like a group thing going on because we were all friends with all the same people and yeah. he was part of it. You know it. what I think this was? I think this was the summer after freshman year before you transferred because oh. that's the summer you dated him. Oh. That would and make so, more sense. And that would be why I didn't actually know anybody in our college town and, and I went want to stay mm-hmm. and hang out there yep. with a bunch of people. Yeah, you didn't know them as well. Yeah, you'd only met them a couple times. Right. That makes a lot more sense. <clears throat> Well, clicking into place. And I was like, we got to go back and hang out with this ding-dong who already gave us lighter fluid poisoning at Ashley's 18th birthday. Had that already happened? Well, yeah, you were over 18 in college. Oh, right. <laughs> so, yes. 
He poor thing. He was really doing his best for that surprise party. He was. He really was. He did it. He he was a nice boyfriend to you. Okay. So they run out of gas. They call AAA, can't get help. And so they're like, right, we better call Ross and have him come help us. I don't know how he's planning on I don't know how finding he's them. Gonna find them. Um one assumes they called Ross's house and he wasn't there and didn't answer. So then they thought maybe he's at Carol's house. So they were right. He's there. He shows up and she's like, oh, I've got, she's got this like bottle of champagne chilling on this beautiful like appetizer plate. And she's like, you know, Susan's going to be here any minute. We're celebrating our anniversary. And he, and she's like, I really want to talk. And he's like, oh, Rachel dumped me. Or he's like, Rachel and I broke up. And so she's like, let's talk about it tomorrow over dinner, which is very generous and kind of his lesbian ex-wife. It is, which I mean, he's we've a, said this before. They never stopped caring about each other. That's true, and he's a so good they dad to their kids. Loving so feelings, like, yes, yeah. You know, they have no. She has no. He's not like a deadbeat, so um, there's no reason for her not to. So it's nice that they could still be friends in that way, even though Susan hates him for no reason. Um, <laughs> and so he sits down and is like, "It all started when," and he starts like snacking on the food. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, cut back to, like, he eats the whole plate of food. Um, Phoebe calls and is like, can you please help us? And he is like, oh, now you need help. Hmm. Like, nope, yeah. that's just too bad. You're going to have to call me and let me know you got home safe. And Carol's like, stop. She's like, Phoebe, hold on. And she's like, Ross, take my car. We both know you're not a jerk. Just go yep. help your friends. Sulk in the car. Like, yep. you know, and, which is like a win-win because she's like, I need you out of my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll come find you guys. And so he does the the right thing, the good guy thing. And he just basically comes out trying to, I don't know if he like, is like, okay, well, this is the ski area they were going to. And so he just pulls over at a bunch of rest stops or follows the snow trail. I don't know, but he finds them. And yeah, I love doesn't when he, she, but doesn't she say at one point, you slept with someone else? <laughs> like, Oh, he, sorry. Yeah. So yeah. because she's like, we both know you're going to go get them. She's like, listen, I know that Rachel dumped you for another because she fell in love with another guy and you're the innocent victim, but don't make your friends suffer because of what Rachel yeah. did to you. And then mm-hmm. she's like, okay, Phoebe. And then she's like, wait, what? You slept with so obviously Phoebe was like, but I was just like the way that he told his side of the story. Like, yeah, that is there. There's like your perspective. And then like there's straight up lies. Yeah, that is yeah. not what happened at all. At all. So if he actually believes that that's what happened, it makes me think that like he's got something wrong in his head because he can like like literally no empathy for other people if he thinks that that's the story that broke out. So I'm like, he needs mental help. He does. Yeah. At least as far as Rachel's concerned. Well, because he clearly thinks he's actually the victim. Like, yeah, okay, I could see like skewing it and not telling the bad parts, but to say that like, so she fell in love with this other guy and dumped me. Like, I guess like, maybe he not even still, close. Maybe he still think that's what happened, though. He still like, she did say because like Mark not... and I were just talking, but he just can't believe that Ross, right. Rachel, you know, isn't something's not happening with this other guy. Right. Still. Yeah, Carol. It's did just did have a bit to yeah. play in that, but anyway. Um, yeah, still. Yeah, you slept with someone else. And so he's just like, okay, I'm going to go pick you guys up. And so um, so he finds them. And then I love when he pulls up, Phoebe's like, it's Ross on one of his drives. <laughs> <laughs> um, because they secretly called him 
um, because they were like, let's get Ross to come pick us up. And Rachel's like, no, you have to find something else, which is a little bit like, Rachel, get over yourself. You guys are lost in the woods. Um, so he, yeah, so he does come pick them up and um, walks through the sign that Joey put on the ground, which was help spelled backwards so the helicopters could see it from the air. Play. Play. Um, and Ross brings some fuel and helps them out. And then they're like, well, now what are we going to do? Like, well, okay, sorry. Before they do that, do they do that? They all start arguing and Chandler's like, Hey everybody, guess who I am? And starts ridiculous movements with his body. I know. Um, and at the, when they're, Phoebe's like, stop, look what you're doing to Chandler. I know. And um, he's like, I was being Shelly Winters from the Poseidon Adventure. (laughs) So I looked that up. And apparently there's some, I haven't actually watched it yet, but there's some scene of Shelly Winters tap dancing in the Poseidon Adventure. Don't worry, listeners. We'll post it for you. Oh, yes. Um, When I heard Poseidon Adventure, though, all I think is is Poseidon's Fury. Yes. Also Islands of Adventure. At Islands of Adventure, yeah. Poseidon's Fury. Poseidon's Fury, which is was fun back in the early mid two thousand. Probably not there anymore. It's probably, it's probably like Captain Marvel's. It's probably like Fury. Yeah, I was gonna say Thor's limited, Fury. Is, have there a been any mermaid? New, ha, oh, what's um, what's Jason Momoa is like Waterworld? No idea. No <laughs> idea. He's some Aquaman. Like, yeah, Aquaman. That's what it's probably Aquaman's Fury. Mm-hmm. Aquaman's Fury. And it also was it was called Poseidon's Adventure. Um not Poseidon's Fury. We just called it that. Oh. Right. <laughs> oh, did you not know that? Yeah. So it's probably called I like didn't Aquaman's remember. Adventure. That makes sense. It was a that fun makes show. More sense. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> and so then they're like so I thankfully Phoebe cuts in with the wise words as usual. Well, sometimes. And she's like you guys, listen, you don't have to love each other. You don't even have to like each other right now, but you have to find a way to get along. Otherwise, that's it. We can never all hang out again. Is that what you guys yeah. want? And they're yeah. like, no. And she's like, can you be civil? And they're like, yes, okay, yeah, we'll be civil. And so thank you, beautiful. I think maybe it's Phoebe and Joey both kind of say it. And yeah. then they get ready to leave, and then they're like, well, wait a second. You know, we Ross came all the way up here to help us out. Like, do you think he can come – skiing and Rachel's like no he cannot ski you know that's kind of how it it all happens and he kind of looks over and he sees Rachel and she's all exasperated looking and he's like don't worry about it you guys like I've got the whole weekend with Ben you guys just go have fun I'll I'll see you later so he does like he is the bigger person finally finally yeah and he's like I mean you know like Rachel didn't even say thank you. She was being really rude to him when he came up and like saved them from having yeah. to like freeze in the cold. So like I get it. She was being pretty mean about that. Um and yeah, and so which I kind of get though that like there's there are certain ex-boyfriends that if they helped me out with something, I would be it would, I'd find it very difficult to say thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean everything is so fresh. Yeah, it's super fresh. Like, I think at that moment, she probably would have rather wait in the cold until somebody else random just showed up. Oh, yeah. I mean, she says that's what she'd rather have happen. Yeah. You know, like, like, and I I believe her. (laughs) Doesn't want him to get to be the bigger person or, like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So they go off skiing, which we never see. I don't know how it goes. No. um, Shoop, shoop, shoop. Some shooping. Probably about it. And, yeah. And Ross 
goes to get back in the car, tries to turn it on, and it's dead. The battery died. I know. Poor Ross. That would suck. Um, so that would suck. he, um, we like the last scene is him coming back to Carol and. I was thinking that this is another example of Ross not respecting boundaries or um, giving people space when they, given women space when they ask for it. Like at the first time when he goes over to Carol's house and she's like, can we talk tomorrow? And he just sits down. Um, and then this time she like comes to the door in a bit of a tizzy and he's like, so your battery died. Um, I replaced it for you. And, you know, here's the thing. And, you know, so they left and she's like, okay, see ya, Ross. And, like, shoves him out the door, essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, all right, I'm going to go. Um, and she touches her mouth a lot in that scene, which is a bit awkward. But other than that, Ooh, it's a bit weird. Never catch that. Yeah, don't, it's not my fave. But <laughs> uh, yeah. It, like, and it's, it's like, it, not because lesbianism, but just in general, it's a bit weird. Um, so anyway, so that's that. And then, um, yeah. That's it. That's it, really. I mean, did I miss anything? No. But okay. I think we know now that we're going to at least get semi-civil yes. hangouts. That's true. Which I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't actually drag this on for too long because it is – well, one, it would never would have worked for the actual show, you know? Um, well, they just – yeah, they would have had to, like, been, like – it would have just been the same gig, the same narrative over and over again. Yep. Okay, are you yep. hanging out with me or are you hanging out with him? You're hanging out with, you know, who are we hanging out with? Like, it would have yep. gotten really old. Yeah. It was already getting old. Yeah. So I'm glad they wrapped um, it up. Yeah, same. And um, I think now it yeah. paves the way more for the hurt and the real emotions to come out. And, yeah, you know, all not the, just ang- the anger. The anger and pettiness was, yeah, on top of all of the hurt. So it's like kind of making the way for the hurt again and, and that type of stuff. But this, yeah. do, this like stretch of them. In their like breaking, been breaking up. Like this goes on for a while. This like, like yeah. the rest of the season and like most half of next season. Uh, well, they kind of really break up oh, at the end of the season. End of the season. Yeah, which I love. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Okay, yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking that yeah. that happened next season. Okay, you, you you'll find out, guys. Okay, yeah. right. So this this for the rest <laughs> of the find season. Out, guys. <laughs> I like how we act like people are on the edge of their seat. Um, I know. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. Pettiness, divisiveness, factions, finally being able to hang out and be civil in the same room. And yes, that's thank it. Goodness. That's the one without the ski trip. Yeah. But Chandler is still smoking. So we're going to have to remedy that. How and are we going to do that? Let's do it. Um, hypnosis, I think, is a good Let's do it next week good. with some hypnosis. Sounds good. Okay, cool. Well, we'll Maybe see you like then. Maybe like season three, episode 18, the one with the, all the hypnosis? The one with the hypnosis, hypnosis tape. tape. Love it. Okay, the sounds good. The hypnosis eight track. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see you there. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.